we'll go over three different things, man. We're going to go over the red line rules they changed for the Indians. Um, we're going to go okay. over the, the Mission Production Twins uh, Challenge. And then we're going to talk about briefly about the TV coverage for next year's. Episode 79, Tank Slapping Podcast. Got a good episode today. Doing things a little different on this episode. This is our first episode that I can think of that we're not going to have a guest. Well, we are going to have a guest. It's Robbie Bobby, but we're not going to have a guest on to talk about their career, their racing, etc. We're going to talk about the just announced 2022 rules packages from AFT the TV announcement for next year and the production twins announcement they just put out. So we're going to bring Robbie Bobby on. It's going to be a shorter episode, but one to get something out there for everybody to listen to over the weekend. And then we'll come back next week and get another podcast out there. But um, before we bring on Robbie Bobby real fast, want to make sure we shout out our sponsors and make this happen. Bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I'm a big fan of bell and their, their products are safety ratings. I've been wearing Bell now for three years and can't say enough good things about their quality and their product. Uh, if you start tank slapping, you want to be you want to be protected by Bell. Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Want to give a shout out to Yamaha for all their support with the podcast and everything they're doing for the sport in general. And uh, we really appreciate them. Uh, motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Big, big fan of all the Indian models, really. I would I would take any under my Christmas tree this year and, and cruise around on it, but I'm a huge fan of the uh, Scout Bobber. That thing is so awesome. Um, would love to get my hands on one of them. Gary Gray, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, we really appreciate them for uh, supporting the sport in general. They do a lot with obviously flat track and bagger racing and hooligan racing and everything else. So shout out to Indian and then Jerry Stinchfield roof systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial and industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. If you're in the commercial industry and you're looking for a roof, uh, hit up Jerry, Jerry, man, he's the guy commercial roof does a lot for the sport and a lot for the podcast. So, um, we'll talk about some race stuff later on the pod, but one to bring on, Rob McClendon, Robbie Bobby, you got a busy freaking weekend, dude, but I appreciate you coming on the chat. Oh, man, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be huge. I think, it, I mean, it already is pretty big. Uh, just from last night's practice, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit. And, uh, man, it's so cool driving through Pensacola and seeing, like, this race rig at this hotel and this one at that one. Like, it's got to be kind of like when you go to Callahan and you see all these different people in Jacksonville, like, everywhere. And that's that's how it feels, man. They're just – they're coming out of the woodwork, man, and – uh it, it last night's practice was any indication it's going to be a freaking oh it's going to be a battle i'm excited to watch it dude i uh, i watched some of the footage last night i was like damn that track looks juicy man it looks good so um yeah we guys crushed it we changed it up a little bit i mean obviously it's a it's an indoor so it's not like you know we added a jump or a, a road course but it's uh we lengthened the straightaways up and narrowed it in the sense to where i wanted it to be slide job city and last night proved it perfect dude they were like three wide inside outside just bouncing off each other bounce off the wall um some guys from new york came down that are at square deal and dude i kid you not man i, I gotta get his name because i know he came with like lane, lane hart. hart but 
Yeah, uh, but he came with Lane Hart. Was it Justin Kramer, Valicki or uh, anybody? No, I know Valicki. No, it wasn't him, man. Um, but uh, dude, he's right. They they were riding framers, and the dude, I don't know how he does it. He was like tucking the front. You remember how Jimmy Wood used to scrub the front? Oh yeah. Oh, this yeah. dude was doing that, but times a hundred. Like every lap, I'm like, oh, he's wrecking, but he never wrecked. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> Yeah, those square deal guys, they're pretty good on those cushion, cushiony, turn your front end type of racetracks. They uh they ride that racetrack up there quite a bit. So um no, that's awesome, dude. I uh I got Trent coming down. So Trent Lowe will be there. I've been working with him quite a yep. bit and he's coming down to dice it up. So um excited to see how he oh, does. Oh yeah, he'll be a factor. He always is. Yeah, so it should be good, man. You got a lot of cool stuff. Um check out Panhandle Clash World World Championships on Facebook for all the info and um yeah, we'll uh, we'll look forward to uh, some of those results, man. But you're kind of my go-to guy when it comes to this discussion, and um, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I, I try not to keep you too long, but um, a lot of big announcements. My phone has been blowing up. I mean, I think I got more text messages when they announced the uh, production twins thing for next year than I do when I win a race. So um, people were definitely curious, and uh, I had a few people ask, you know, get Robbie Bobby on the show and. We want to hear some insights. So we'll go over three different things, man. We're going to go over the red line rules. They changed for the Indians. Um, we're going to go okay. over the, the mission production twins uh, challenge. And then we're going to talk about briefly about the TV coverage for next year. So um, let's go into the Love red, it. Let's do it. <laughs> red line rules, man. The uh, big, big news. We all kind of knew it was coming. Um, the Indian motorcycle getting kind of handicapped quite a bit um, for next season. And, um, and just for disclaimer, like, these are just our opinions, me and Robbie Bobby. Um, you know, we, we're friends and, you know, we support, you know, I ride Yamaha, Indian supports the podcast. Um, we're big fans. My, my brother-in-law and my sister now ride for Indian and I ride a Yamaha. So um, this is just uh, trying to be non-biased, just some thoughts on, on the rules moving forward. But um, I guess the first thing I wanted to go over, it's not really big news, but sound testing, Robbie, for some reason, they included that in the red line rules that that stays the same um we don't really sound test anymore i know a couple years ago it was kind of a thing like every race they were sound testing but um i don't remember anybody getting sound tested the last two years no i, I don't either and, and i was kind of curious on that as well because it's kind of one of those things where in my personal opinion which means diddly dick but um i'm like I don't care did two shits about sound. Like I really don't like you go to a world of outlaw show. Imagine if they had a sound requirement, like screw that. Like I want to hear these babies breathing and, and noise. So maybe I'm not the right person to ask on this, but I do know there's some guys and, and maybe the horse tracks in particular don't want to get too loud, but I'm against sound checks, man. I mean, cause your exhaust systems these days, you're still going to need a muffler or at least some sort of something in there, unless you're a MotoGP bike. And those things are ungodly loud, but in my opinion, man, it's racing. You know, NASCAR don't have sound. Um, I think that might be coming from like the Supercross side because they're all indoors, maybe. But I think even it came still, from, if you've ever been to an indoor Supercross, I think it came from Arizona Mile a few years back. They were real adamant on it, and then we actually everybody looked at the rule book and we're like, oh shit, we have a sound rule, and nobody's passing right now <laughs> um, to get to the 105 yeah. decibel limit. It, it was actually challenging for a lot of teams, and me as a privateer, I had to get boom boxes made. I had to choke the bike way down. And that's kind of where like the Vance and Hines exhaust pipes came into play and the SNS pipes. And um, before that, everybody was running Jemco's and whatever else, you know, but 
Um, it's funny. I listen, I walk through the pits now and there's a couple guys, a couple people's race bikes that are, are just, they're, they're way over sound. And I'm like, ah, we don't sound test anymore, I guess. So, um, but I thought that was, I was curious why that yeah. was thrown into the red line rules. Cause, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even speculate on that. It was kind you of, you know, random. knowing. Yeah. I mean, knowing AFT and knowing McGrath, you know, if, if he's the one that had any influence on that, you know, his side of things, you know, and, and I give him credit for this, but maybe it's kind of one of those things where it's like, Hey guys, you know, we gave you these red rules to kind of open them up to show you that we might be sound testing a few times because why else would it be highlighted in red? So right. maybe they're kind of doing, doing their homework to let racers know in a simple kind of way, you know, Hey, be prepared guys. You know, you might be getting sound tested here and there. And, and I'm not against it. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, but I would prefer them be uncorked, but you know, yeah. if it's something to where the tracks require it and, say Springfield came out and they said, you got to have this requirement. Well, I'll put 14 mufflers on my bikes. Cause I just love Springfield so much, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah so, anyway, yeah. moving along. Yep. The, um, another thing that I wanted to bring up before the Indian, before we talk about the Indian, um, rule changes was, um, the productions, the production twins and singles, it was red line rule last year that in 2022, all the classes would run tubeless um, and super twins. You have to run tubeless wheels except for TTs. And that was the plan to go across the board. And now that was taken off the table and um, the production class and the singles can once again, run tubes in 2022. And maybe that's a cost efficient thing. So guys can run their spoke wheels and, you know, um, I'm not sure why that was changed, but um, initially we all, we were all going to go tubeless and now it's staying the same. So I just wanted to bring, bring that up as well. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I don't have an opinion on that other than, you know, I prefer to be able to have the choice. You know, there's certain tracks where I absolutely would prefer to run tubeless, but there's also some tracks where I prefer to run tubes. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, nothing against Lowry, but I mean, if they go to that rule, he's got to be chomping at the bit because I think he's basically the only person in the game right now other than if you want to go buy a set of PMs or the Rolling Sands wheels, you know, so, you know, good good for Lowry if, 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 you know, he can sell a whole bunch of wheels too. You know, I want everybody to be successful. But I still, from a racer standpoint, I would prefer to, at a certain track, you know, with Dalton in our championship season in 2019, we were on our mag wheels, mag wheels, mag wheels, and there was a certain track that I'm not going to talk about because it's still in my little secret book. But we put a spoke wheel on that gave us a little bit more flex and went from not even in the hunt to uh, running in the top three. So, right. um, and he said that it was it was one of the things where he could just feel that the spoke wheel was better. So, yeah. Um, and then I don't know, man. I don't really want to see people gambling and trying these like backyard homemade tubeless kits for spoke wheels too man because that's just a recipe waiting for disaster because from a motorcycle shop we see people trying to make spoke rims into tubeless all the time and it doesn't work out that well and i know there's some people that can do it no problem but I'm, i'd still rather have the choice yeah i agree yeah I, i'm kind of in the same boat um sometimes i like to run a tube and sometimes we we opt against it but uh it just depends on the um on the racetrack but uh yeah, so I wanted to bring that up. And then let's get into the Indian rules. I, I, again, I don't, I'm not the biggest tech guy. And I know you don't have a lot of experience with the Indian, but you're pretty tech savvy. But we'll go over kind of what they changed. Um, again, we knew it was coming, but the race only um, engines, they're limited to a max of 11 
five on the RPM range. Um, any input on that? I know they were doing some RPM testing and, and things like that, but do you have any input on that specific? Oh man. Uh, the RPM range in particular, um, uh, without trying, I'm not here to, you know, bash AFT, but I, I'm against, you know, restricting them just because in history has shown us in all sorts of motorsports, it certain tracks, limiting them even by our premium range they're going to go faster it's going to be even harder because you're basically they're going to find the, the smart guys like zanotti he's already plotting you know there's no doubt in my mind same thing with tolbert and and ben evans you know you say okay we don't have 11.5 rpm so what are they going to do now they're going to have all these teams having to redesign different camshafts to move the power down in the rpm range and it's just going to move the power curve around they're very very smart guys and I mean, I get AFT. I'm very happy they're trying stuff. Um, I'm. I mean, I guess time will tell on that, you know. But from yeah. a from an engine standpoint, and and building more engines I can shake a stick at, um, I feel like, you know, the cream's still gonna rise to the top, man. You know how that how that goes. You know, well, you I can't just tell me that. With, like you mentioned, the teams with like uh, Zanotti and Tolbert and Ben Evans, but the privateers don't have access to those to those mastermind mechanics. Like if you put me out there, you gave me an Indian and you told me we, you know, we're making these rule changes and we got to, you know, set up the bike for these changes. I'd be screwed. I'm not screwed, but I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck to do. So, um, you know, I'm not a Tolbert and yeah. you know, I, I can't hire There's, a Tolbert, you know, so it's, um, you well, know, the, the RPM. Hopefully, range, uh, sorry, man. I didn't, I just wanted to butt in real quick just no, because I was on a thought there with what you, with what you were just saying, so maybe if AFT says something like, you know, and I'm not, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but, you know, in road racing, like, for instance, Yoshimura, they have all the trick shit in the world, but they are mandated, this is back, you know, a few years back, but they were mandated to make it available to everyone. So that way, Maladin, even though his bike is trick as could be, or Ben Speed's bike was trick, that the normal guy that could not, didn't have the machine shop or the camshaft capabilities they still had to be able to buy the same shit that Yoshimura. So say Davis Fisher doesn't have the opportunity that, you know, Breyer's got, well, Davis should be allowed to call up uh, S or whoever and say, look, you know, I need a set of the, the new cams or, or the new ECU or all the new shit that's going to be coming down. So if not, then, you know, you got kind of an unlevel playing field because they, that's where the word unobtainium comes from, you know, like, you know, there's yeah. still some shit in Dave Z's head or Kenny Tolbert's head that don't matter how much I could be like, Kenny Tolbert, here's a hundred grand. I want the same bike Jared's got. And there's still going to be some differences. We both know that. Well, I think we've already seen the differences in Indians uh, from last year. I mean, look at look how much faster Mises bike was than pretty much everybody else on the mile. And that's not to take away from Jared's riding, but I mean, shit, it was, you know, everybody was on the same bike and good mechanics and good teams and good riders find a way to separate themselves quite a bit. So um, yeah, you know, you're right. you can't really right. penalize somebody for, you know, perfecting their craft on the bike or as a mechanic like Tolbert. So, um, so yeah, no, it'll be I interesting. Mean, that's what happens. Same. Yeah. Well, yeah. besides, besides yeah. that, they, uh, I don't know the throttle body thing. Um, the minimal, uh, inner diameter is 38 millimeter. And I don't know if that, cha if that's changed. I don't, I don't have the knowledge there. Um, but what I do know that's different is uh and this one was tough to read man the the r word restrictors um they're putting 32 <laughs> yeah 32 millimeter restrictors 
in the Indian. Uh, I just hate that word. I hate that word restrict. And, and I got, we go back and I've, we've read stuff when Indian first started dominating that they weren't going to um, restrict. They were going to make the other bikes um, bring them up to the level of what the Indians are. And every year they've tried something different, something different. And it's made small differences like, you know, JD beach getting, you know, a third and a second on the clay half miles is, it definitely helped, but, um, just seeing that word restrictor, man, it just brings me back. It brings me back to a dark time. No. Um, and it's, it's tough <laughs> no, to you're, read. You're, dude, you're exactly right, man. I feel the same way. I mean, and, and yeah, hats off to the Essenson crew. I mean, they're, they're down here right now testing. Um, you know, I'm not going to say any more than that or what they're testing. You know, it's none of my business not mine to share, but the fact that they're putting in the work, you know, and, and I know Tim is, you know, big influence and and he wants to win i mean he wants to win as bad as anybody but especially the twins um and and they're putting in the work and and i would much rather see them and i don't want to use the word you know give them advantages but i would much rather see them open up the production motors as far as basically do whatever you want if this bike started out as a street bike engine and not designed to go in a circle then you do whatever the fuck you want to do and need to do to compete with this engine that was a clean sheet and and they're doing it, you know. They're they're doing well. And same thing. I hope to see, uh, you know, the Harley guys, Vance and Hines, and I hope to see latest with with Bronson, um, doing the same thing. The um the thing I don't want to see is just, you know, I, I don't like to see handicapping because it's India spent all these millions of dollars developing what a lot of people consider the perfect flat track bike. I mean, obviously there's little changes here and there, but it, they do all this work, and then and then the organization's like, all right, well, good job building the best bike in the world now we're going to neuter it um but you know they're going to they're going to figure out a way to to 32 millimeter restrictors are going to be tough because once again you're going to have guys like ben evans i mean how many bikes and engines is he responsible for as one single dude that's what do we got b rob's got two vanderkoy's got two price has two i think does he help davis i'm not sure i don't remember i want to say he's got like six or eight bikes he's responsible for and now all of a sudden he's got to restrict all eight of them. And then he's got to figure out, you know, again, if they're doing what camshafts, what piston compression ratios, you know, cause all this stuff is going to have to be changed to make the bike still amazing at 11.5, as opposed to its previous RPM limits. You know, does that make sense? No. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. Um, okay. Cause I, I'm, I know I'm just rambling on, but well, it's a lot like of work guy. And, and I hate the fact that it is. And, 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 and the fact that these rules all came out, like you messaged me, I've got like 20 other text messages, people asking about the rules and this and that. And I'm like, guys, I've been working at the race week all freaking last two weeks. So I've got, I haven't even sat down to read them fine yeah. print yet, but um, Janish well, I, last night, he was asking me about stuff and I'm like, dude, I, I don't know. You're telling me all new stuff right, right now. Well, and it's December 9th and we, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's not like we got all this in October. It's, you know, December 9th and I'm thankful there wasn't more changes, um, especially in my class, you know, it, it makes it really hard for privateer teams like, uh, like, like my guys, G and G racing to not only re- rebuild all of the bikes from the year, but try and try and get stuff ready. Um, that, that much of changes, but, uh, I do feel for, I do feel for the Indian guys and, um, and it'll be interesting, man. I'm, I'd like to talk with somebody like a Meese or a Briar and, uh, and even a, a Ben Evans or Tolbert and, and get their honest thoughts on it. Um, so maybe we'll do that here in the next, next week or two and, 
and see what their thoughts are. And I even like to talk with, uh, with JD or, you know, Tim Essenson even, or, you know, George latest, whoever I, it's, um, this is, you know, I'm not a super twins guy right now. I, um, so I, I don't have a lot of stake in the game. Um, but obviously I'm a fan of the sport and heavily invested. So it'll be interesting to see, see how that goes. Um, and I don't know how much of it, wait a second, man. So I'm out. Hold on. I just had a light bulb just went off. Why don't our next pod, how many people can we have on a pod like realistically at once and still be, um, still be productive because I don't want to have like eight people and then we're all talking over each other. Cause I'm already interrupting you. Sorry for that. But like thought in my head popped up. Why don't we invite like essence, Tim Essenson on and maybe like Jerry and talk, you got a Yamaha <laughs> owner and you got an Indian owner. And then like, Hey Jerry, what does this mean to you? You know, is this going to overwork Ben or Tim? What are you guys working on? Like, do you like these rule changes? What would you like to see? Cause you know, I'm sure I mean, if I was a team owner, I'd be absolutely loving to talk about it and see, but maybe, you know, maybe we'll have them on separate. The uh, maybe we'll have them all on separate. That might, that we might not have to do anything if we bring uh, opposite parties on <laughs> the, the wounds are still fresh, man. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd be all down for it, but uh, yeah, I don't know if, if, uh, how I, how productive that would be, Robbie? I don't know, um, but definitely it would be cool. Though I would love to get their insight. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to sit in on some of the uh, the meetings that led up to this. I think that I, you know, get, crack open a beer and just uh, enjoy the, enjoy the convo. <laughs> and for good measure, we'll just we won't tell him, but we'll just leave Kevin Crowther on silent and just let him listen in, or or, <laughs> or Gene or Michael Log. Just let hey guys, just listen in since you know you think that people don't talk about it here's what they're saying yeah yeah that would be that'd be interesting but anyway so that's kind of the red line rules uh we'll keep this keep this flowing but the uh production twins man the um so we got the mission production twins challenge uh for next year i was um briefed on this prior to their decision um they did call me and ask my thoughts on it and um basically top four production twins riders in the main event for production twins will will start in the super twins main event um they'll start on like the fourth row like a special row um for the production twins um top from what i gathered and this isn't pub well i'm gonna kind of hold off on this because i i talked with somebody on how the payouts and stuff are going but the um the top three in points at the end of the year they'll earn points from this production twins cup and there will be a little, a little bit of a points fund from Mission Foods. Uh, actually, a lot of bit of a points fund, which is is pretty awesome. Um, but you must compete in all of the mains, all the Super Twins mains, to qualify for the points fund. Um, and I don't know how the points are going to go. I don't know if it's going to go off of what we already have, 25, 20, 17, 15, 14, 13, or if they'll just score production Twins riders on their own point scale, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, it might be a little bit confusing for people, but Moto America does this with the um, Superstock 1000 and the Superbike, and it actually works really well. And it's always cool to see how far up along the grid some of the top um, Superstock bikes can get in Superbike. Um, I know it was a few years ago. Josh Heron, he was actually leading the uh, Superbike class on a Stock 1000. So um, it'll be cool. It'll be interesting. Uh, th- this is where my phone was blowing up. Everybody wanted to know my thoughts on it, Rob. Um, but I'll let you kind yep. of chime in first and see what, uh, what, what you think of it. Yeah, no, I, I, anything that's outside industry 
meaning mission foods um or you know originally you know like say jerry that was a roofing guy but anytime there's more money brought into the sport i don't care what it is or, or who's upset about it or, or this or that i think it's a good thing um so in a sense where the riders now have even more opportunity um my main question hold on let me let me buckle my seatbelt i'm actually rolling the track in while we're talking about this so hold on um, my my thing for for an outsider looking in and asking you point blank, so Corey, you're clearly you know going to be one of the guys that that people are going to look at and be like, all right, well, is is he going to you know? Do you have to take part in it? Like if you win your production race, but say like you don't feel good or you're nursing an injury and you win the production race, do you have to grit up still in the Mission Twins class? Is it mandatory if the top four does? Um, again, I haven't seen the press releases or anything yet. I've just people have just told me. So that would be one of my questions. And then for someone like you, would you have a Yamaha? Do you have to ride the same bike that you rode in the production race? Or can Corey have like, all right, well, this is my backup production bike, but for a little bit of work here, we're going to make it my super twins entry in case I make the main, you know? So do these guys Um, need to go buy a second bike? When I had talked to AFT briefly on this discussion, I committed, um, I'll get to my thoughts in a minute, but I committed, they had asked me, cause that was one of the biggest things, you know, will, will these production guys, A, want to line up in super twins or B, will they have enough energy or endurance to do it? And I verbally committed, um, I'm in, like, if I, if I get an opportunity to race another main event, me personally, I'm all about it. Like, I like that challenge of starting on the fourth row on a production bike and seeing what we can do. Um, do you have to do it? No, I don't, I don't know if you have to do it, but to be eligible for the points fund, which is a pretty good points fund, you have to make the attempt to line up for each one you qualify for. So last season I I made, I would have made 12 of these mission challenges. Um, if I skip one, I don't, I don't, I'm not eligible for the points fund, which is $26,000 at the end of the year. It'll probably go something like 12,000, 8,000, 6,000 for, um, for the top three is what I'm thinking. Um, so I don't know if you have to, but, um, and as far as switching bikes, I had asked that question, um, you know, on a mile, if we have, uh, our backup bike, you know, I go out there production twins. I, I do that main event. And then I qualify for the super twins, uh, challenge with the mission challenge would I, can I switch to my backup bike just to, um, save laps, you know? And, uh, and I think that'll be okay. You just can't have a super twins bike in the, in the trailer, like a super twins spec production bike. You got to run your production bike. It's got to be tech production bike. And then, yeah, it's, um, you line up for the main event. So I I know they're going to come out with some rules because I was curious how many riders they take into the main event. Are they taking 16 plus four, they taken 14 plus four. Um, yeah. So there are a couple of questions that I was definitely interested. Um, I'm interested in, um, you know, we'll race for that additional purse and super twins. I don't think the purse for us, there's not a big bonus per race, but that year end points fund is, is kind of what I think is the, um, the appeal and, um, just the reason for it from what I gathered is just seeing where everybody stacks up. Um, seeing where the production guys stack up into super twins. Cause that's been the biggest question. Biggest argument um, is where, you know, looking at lap times uh, is hard because the dirt changes. Um, it's hard to compare lap times from my main event 
to the super twins main event. Um, but that's the argument you see all the time. You see the, you see it, there's a discussion. Um, so now putting us in that same race, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens, I think. So. Yeah, for sure. So, um, just one thing going off of what you just said that I can, that just pops into my head. Like for instance, with, uh, with Dalton on the Harleys, you know, I think he would be absolutely loving that opportunity. The only thing I can say is, you know, that for, for us specifically, you know, generally after a, a race, you know, we're going to change the oil, especially after a feature, a long feature, we're going to change the oil, check the clutch, you know, change tires. Like that's a lot of work to do. And realistically you only are going to have, however long the pro singles main event and the award ceremony to get that ready. And, you know, these bikes come in, they're scalding hot. You don't want to like drop the oil immediately or change the clutch or check the clutch or, you know, the cool thing is, you know, you can kind of read the track and be like, all right, well for production, I wish like hell I would have had like two more teeth on the back. Well, now you know that you can make that adjustment. So that's good. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to find cons here. I think it's an amazing, amazing opportunity is, I'm just curious logistically how it's going to work out because I know if I was working with Dalton, like shit, man, do I, do I have enough time to change the tire and the clutch and the oil or do I skip this or do I skip that? And then sure as hell, you know, you're clearly, you're going to want to make sure your tires are the best, but you know, you get up there and you line up and you say, okay, well, we only change the oil and we change the tires and the gearing and then your clutch goes out or something. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, and obviously that's all little stuff, but, um, but the main thing is, I think it's just badass that mission stepped up and AFT put the deal together. I'm assuming um, to, to make that opportunity happen because we've all heard that, you know, Oh, it's going to be a combined class for 2023. And then they announced it. So that's cool that they're announcing this a whole year in advance because, you know, a lot of times AFT or even AMA specifically, you know, they would wait till January to release these rules and, you know, everybody's scrambling for Daytona. I would love it to be like MotoGP to where, you know, everybody in August, September, October, they know damn near the next year's schedule. They know if any rule changes are coming out. And I hope AFT keeps improving because this is awesome. You know, they're letting us know before Christmas. And that's that's a rarity, you know, especially with the schedule. So so hats off to those guys for that. Um, and then yeah. hats off to them for, for putting this deal together, man. Because from someone who struggled just to buy tires for production bikes and stuff for the last two years, to having a real shot for these guys to earn some legit extra money. I think it's a, it's a huge thing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to win a bunch of that money and I'm, I'm hopeful that you do, but at the same time, you know, if I'm racing against you or my guys race against you, I want to take that money right off of your plate too. Cruz don't need another new dirt bike. So I'm taking that money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he definitely doesn't need a new bike. Um, but no, I, I think it's cool, man. It'll, it'll come down to attrition as well. Like it's, um, like you said, you have a singles main in between the production and the super twins. Um, guys are going to have to eat their Wheaties. I mean, it's uh, you go to Lima, you run a production twins main event, you take 20, 25 minutes, let, let your heart rate get back down. And then you go right back out for uh, you know, a longer super twins main event. Um, you're going to see what guys, what guys are putting in the extra work. And it's going to change the way I train a little bit as well. Um, usually I train for, oh, one, for sure. one race and then I'm done. And then you have that recovery you're going to have to um, recover and then spike your heart rate back up and go out for uh, a 10 minute, you know, all out brawl on a super twin. Um, and it, it is going to be tough, man. Cause like I, I, I'm, I get good starts, you know, I take pride on the good start thing and I'm not going to have that opportunity in the super twins main. If I'm starting on the fourth row, um, you know, we're on 
subpar, not subpar bikes, but lesser bikes and what the super twins bikes are. Um, it's not easy. And it'll be interesting to see how far on our good days, um, the top production guys will make their way up to the, you know, how far in the pack yeah. can they get. Um, but I, I'm into it and I'm going to give it 110%. I, uh, you know, I'm going to try and get up there and, and beat some of these super twins guys that think the production riders are trash. You know, I'm going to, we're going to, you know, be ready to go for that and see what we can do. And at the end of the day, you know, it's no, it's a no pressure thing for the production guys. I mean, if we get up there, you know, middle of the pack or well inside the top 10 then awesome. If we don't, it's like, man, we're on a production bike and we started on the fourth row. So um, we have nothing really to lose and, and a lot to gain um, besides, you know, obviously, the risk and the equipment thing, like you made mention of, um, it's going to be, you might have to have an extra hand, the pits changing tires after that main event, um, changing the oil, like you mentioned, um, that's going to come into play on the mechanical side. And I talked to my team G and G and, and there, and that, that was their biggest thing. It's like, man, what are we going to do on equipment? You know, and, and, and that's coming from a team where we have our, you know, we have our ducks in a row when it comes to our equipment, and um, we're already thinking and planning um, what we can do to maximize the effort in that, in that mission production twins challenge. But um, yeah, it'll be cool, man. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about it and um, bring on Lima. <laughs> I mean, two main events. I know. Lima. Well, <laughs> that was my next question. So besides Lima, I mean, from you personally, like, have you raced Castle Rock? Like, is Castle Rock going to be tough to do two of them on? Like, is Peoria, is everybody drained after Peoria? Or, you know, uh, there's certain, I like, mean, what bro, tracks would you consider besides Lima? Besides well, Lima, where are you like, shit, this is going to work me? It's just mainly the weather. Like, it's, um, like, OKC was is always tough because of, of the weather, how hot it is, you know? And, and, and I don't need yeah. to say anything bad about the, my, like, I have a lot of respect for the guys I race with and pretty much all the guys. And, you know, I, I always show a lot of respect for my peers, but um, you go back and watch the races, man, there are, there are a lot more guys in production twins that get winded and get tired um, than, than the other classes. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, if, if you put the work in, you're going to benefit from it. If you don't, then you might do one or two laps and pull off. And I think we'll see that um, a lot, but um, I hope not. But I I'm hope gonna... not, because man, I mean, I don't want to see anybody pull off. I hope that they can they can persevere and tough it out. Now, I don't if they're struggling so bad and they're getting in the way of the Super Twins leaders coming by, then obviously you know maybe they'll need to get black flag. But you know, I, I've, I'm really, really, really excited about that. I think it's so cool. I'm looking forward to after this weekend sitting down and reading all these actual rules, and then I'll probably be like, damn, on Corey's podcast, I was completely talking out of my ass, which I do sometimes anyway, but. <laughs> You know, I'm just I'm basically going on what you're telling me right now. And it's got me really hyped up um, because it's just it's so cool and such a cool opportunity that the sport hasn't had in so long. And and then it's just it's getting better and better. And then you were talking about I did see a, a thing on my Facebook about the uh, the TV package. So like, man, it's, it's our sport there. You know, people can hate on AFT a lot, but there's a lot of work they're doing in the down downside and I don't agree with everything you know neither does everybody will always agree on everything but uh, you can't say that they're just sitting around twiddling their thumbs man it, it really seems like they're they're reaching out and branching out to uh to, to make things happen and, and to add a little excitement you know NASCAR has done similar stuff where they they do these chases this special race and this and that and 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 it adds a little a little excitement, a little flair to the overall. NASCAR is a I bad think, example, uh, though. Like they, I think they do too. I know, but um, but yeah, they I'm, do, with they do, I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, yeah. but they do. Well, for example, you know, 
did you see where Chase Elliott went and, and had a uh, rally car ride and then he doored some dude and, and took the win for like 30 seconds and they took it away from him. But NASCAR shared that excitement everywhere. And now it's like, you know, now NASCAR is getting all this clout because this NASCAR driver in a rally car damn near won. I mean, he didn't like punt him, but he, he moved him out of the way just enough to get a bump and run. And yeah. uh, and so, of course, the rally car guys are all crying about it. But NASCAR guys are like, oh, our guys can race everywhere, blah, blah, blah. And and I would just love that excitement level to, to keep creeping up in AFT is what I'm, what I'm getting at. No, it's kind of like what Moto America is doing with a lot, a lot of their, in their series, like bringing in that excitement. Like how far did uh, Gautier make his way up on a production bike at this track or how far did, you know, uh, yeah, it just adds some excitement to it. So. It'd be cool. Um, one more quick thing I wanted to mention. I'll briefly talk about the the, the TV deal, and then I'll, I'll let you. I know you're super busy, man, but um, there are some changes to the production twins rules, Rob. And I didn't mention this, and um, it pretty much seems like they're they're making these rule changes um, to allow the KTM to be a viable option in the production twins. Um, they move yep. the they move the CC limit up from 800 to 900 CC limit in production twins. So basically, um, it's the same as super twins. Uh, um, sorry, I'm just reading here. It's a lot of um, some dishing out, but the 900 cc limit um, traction control and electronics uh, fly by wire. If it comes stock on the OEM, it's okay. You can't add that. Yeah. Um, you can't add that technology to the bikes that are already out there, like the Yamahas and the and the uh, Kawasaki's, which you can add in super twins. So that's a little bit different. And they're also going from 38 millimeter throttle bodies to 40 millimeter throttle bodies. Um, so that's a few things in production for our game plan. I don't know how much that changes anything. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to talk with, uh, that's a question for my team or whatever, but I personally, and I'm not trying like, this is, I don't like, I don't like the, um, the big CC. I don't like the 900 CC. I don't like 800 CCs. Uh, you know, to get more brands well, involved, I get it, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I don't like it adds when they did it for the Kawasaki, when they did it to the eight hundreds, you know, it, a lot of guys were going to 800 CCs and the bikes were definitely a lot faster. Um, there's bikes, the Kawasaki's that have won on the miles in production that are 800 CCs, but they also have a lot more mechanical failures. So yeah, I, I don't know. I well, mean, um, we'll see. On that side, well, and let me cut you off real quick. On that side, specifically the KTM, they only made their 790 Duke for a couple of years. So the reasoning now, their their main, we'll call it their middleweight standard bike that would compete against like the Yamaha FZ07 or the SV650 is the KTM 890, which it only really added a little bit of horsepower. Um, but we all know that sometimes horsepower is not always best. Now at Springfield, that's a different story, I guess, but um, I'm one, and I don't know the the ins and outs, but I want to say their reasoning for that is because, you know, maybe KTM's looking in from the outside and saying, hey, maybe we'll give a little support to these production guys, and then who knows, maybe Max Whale might get himself a production couple one-off rides or something, which I think would be awesome. But I don't know, I don't, I don't think from you, I would worry about the um, the uh, the 890 so much um, because yeah. it's it, it's really in my well yet of course of course you're you're exactly right you know it's going to take some smart guys to figure it out but uh i mean you're taking um, a kawasaki let me just real fast i'll let you finish then but you're taking a kawasaki that comes originally originally as a 650 you're taking a yamaha that 
it's essentially comes with what a 700 or uh, six something seven or 700 whatever um you're taking those bikes that don't have tc don't have fly-by-wire and then you're bringing in they're going to be competing against a ktm that comes stock 900 cc tc essentially fly-by-wire um i mean look at the production twins bikes the ktms at the hooligan race in um in charlotte and that's kind of a bad example the track was kind of a shithole but uh, a stock frame ktm you know they were running they were running pretty damn good times already so um i i, I emphasize the word yet like nobody's been running the ktms it's going to take some r d as did the uh the kawasaki's and the yamahas um but once they figure it out it could it could be a scary platform uh it could be really tough to beat yeah but going back to though i'm I'm all for that though you know i'm 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 excited to see because you know that you i know your team's always doing good and they're always working on their bikes and stuff and i would love to see ktm put in a real effort and 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 maybe this is the the uh, the, the start of that you know they're kind of peeking in seeing if it's viable because you know that the bikes you were talking about though you know not not to discredit you or anything but they're they're a, semi-stock frame but the geometry is all there you know they've been through savage customs workshop they've got full-on swing arms different rear suspensions whole triple trees front end i mean realist yeah realistically the only thing that stock is the main frame but it's a standard street bike so the geometry is not like a million miles away like that bullshit i was riding at charlotte that had the geometry of a freaking gold wing you know the uh so they had a much better starting platform but you know I mean, you know, I love you to death, but I'm, I'd be excited to see an orange bike come up there and show you a wheel or show the Harleys a wheel or so, you know, and then boom, next thing you know, hey, factory KTM is going to run the production twins class for 2023 or I'm sorry for they're going to do some select 2022s and then we're going to put a, a decent effort in 23. And just one thing I know about KTM, though, they, they do their homework and they don't jump right in. So maybe again, you know, I've said this 20 times, but maybe this is them saying, all right, well, let's, let's see what we got here and what we can do here. And then, uh, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe we'll see another brand out there on the twins, which I think ultimately would be amazing. Well, I did see the bike was, um, that it was part of the, the red mile test. I saw that, that hooligan bike. I think it was the Brino. I think his hooligan bike yeah, was who part wrote of it. Uh, B Smith wrote it. I know that. Um, and I heard a rumor, maybe Joe cop wrote it, but I, I can't confirm that, but Maybe I'll maybe I'll hit up B Smith. I know he listens to the pod quite a bit about that about that hooligan bike. I'm, I'm actually curious how get him it on, was. Man. You know what? Yeah, let's let's get him on, man. Let's let's talk. I mean, he's he's brutally honest. I mean, he can he. I'm sure he would you know give us his two cents unless he's got some kind of AFT clause that says you got to shut your mouth. But I feel oh, like a, of anybody, text. he would. Yeah, yeah. See what he says and and say, man, has this thing got potential? Because you know, remember he started out on the Bill Warner stock frame Cowie and put it in the main, and um, and then look how far the Cowies have come. You know, and from nothing to salvage motors off eBay to winning the championship. You know, obviously, yep, exactly. Ricky's bike is not an eBay bike, but <laughs> but uh, but oh, it shows it. you though where you can start if the if the potential is there. Then you know it's a much much better thing to start with something that's got potential than to turn around like. You know, no offense to Vance and Hines, but that XG750 is the farthest thing from potential you would see. And then look how far they've come with that, you know. Do you remember so. Bill Warner's bikes? They had, uh, when Smith rode them, they had, like, green um, chains, like, 
had a road race tail section too, didn't it? And I had like a road race tail section. Well, that, that was the one like the Janish Road, the like the early, early days, like 07. Um, but the uh, the chains, he I don't know if he would paint the chains, but they were green. Like, I don't know. No, no. EK, EK <laughs> makes colored EK. chains. I actually had blue chains. Yeah. That is green stupid. chains. Um, yeah, what, what a dumb idea. Uh, real fast, I'll let you go. Uh, we're going from NBC Sports to Fox Sports. Um, multi, multi-year deal, live coverage announcement they've said will be announced here shortly. I, I would I would assume we'd have some sort of live coverage once again, but the the broadcast on Fox Sports will be one hour telecast on FS1 um, with additional windows on FS2. Um, kind of self-explanatory. I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think Fox Sports is uh, a more popular network than NBC Sports. I watch a lot of Fox Sports 1. Uh, I, I really enjoy some of their their morning talk shows um, with Skip Bayless and Jenny Taft and just different uh, Colin Cow- like just different sports shows they have in the morning, real popular network. And uh, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I think more people have that network than oh. NBC sports. So it, sh- it should be big. Oh, it's going to be huge. Think of it, think of it this way, man. And I don't know if you, know, you probably already have, but so it's on Fox sports one. Um, so Fox is really big. Like, like say the race is coming up or, or, or the race happened last weekend. Well, their sports, like even their talk shows, they're going to be like, man, if you guys missed the AFT race, you know, did you see Corey Texter on his production bike come through the field and finish, you know, top 10 in the super twins or whatever. Like they use those as talking points, even the like obscure crappy sports. And we all know that, you know, some of the AFT races, specifically the singles class, they're going to have so many storylines and excitement levels that, you know, it's going to reach so many new people because it'll just branch out and branch out. And it's, it's, that is, that is a huge, huge deal. Um, that is big. You know, I actually. do hope that yeah. it, I kind of hope that the only thing I ever said negative about the um, NBC sports coverage and, and granted I was biased, but you know, production twins got like, you know, a one minute segment, you know, and it was just basically a glorified highlight reel, you know, whereas they show the, of course, they're going to show the whole super twins remains, but um, you know, maybe with this time slot, they will be able to give the production guys a little more love or at least leading up to the four guys that are going into the, the bump up class, you know? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Fox sports one is, is huge, man. Like hats off, whichever or however many people at AFT got that one pulled off. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't cheap and I'm sure it wasn't easy, but, but man, what a, what a freaking, what a freaking deal, man. Well, Gene Crouch does a lot, uh, a lot of good things, man. He really does. Um, but I think his his specialty is is like this 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 TV stuff, like stuff that he's he's able to pull together with the TV packages and shit. Like he's always kind of crushed it with that. Um, so I'm sure he was he was obviously really big in in getting that deal done. And that's one thing, man, that we didn't have uh, about a decade ago is we didn't have shit for TV coverage. So now that we have that that selling point to give to sponsors and a lot of these riders, they, they bitch about it, not getting enough exposure. And, um, they, you know, AFT needs to, you know, highlight the privateers more. It's like, dude, they're giving you these platforms. Like you're on Fox sports, oh. you're on NBC sports, go to a sponsor and tell them your rate, your craft is on Fox sports 30, whatever, five yeah. times, 18 times, um, t- time when I'm sure they show it twice. Like they're giving you the platform. Like, go do the work, like go tell, you know, go sell yourself. Um, it's, it's there for you guys. So put that Fox sports one package in your, in your proposals and, and go, go get, go get paid. Like, I don't want to tell you guys. 
No, but but also on that note too, though, even even more so, and you you you'll probably agree with me on this, but there there has to be a level of do it yourself about this. So you can't just be like, oh, I'm on Fox Sports One. Well, you know, make sure your pit area it looks professional. Make sure your leathers are clean before the race. Like so many people go out there, and like they're even the front number plates aren't even wiped off before the main. Like, how do you expect I know. to? Yeah, you know, like, I know. You know what I mean? Like little stuff like that. Like you know, when when Dalton would come in on the Harley, you know the big old black wheels from PM would look badass. Well, sometimes they would be dirty and nasty. It takes 30 seconds to wipe the front rim off or wipe the front number plate off. Now I'm not saying go simple green the bike and, you know, pressure wash it, but you know, little stuff like that, clean your gear, you know, get yourself a nice looking helmet. You know, all the, all the stuff has got to be nice, but you know, don't go out there with these ratty ass boots. Like you could call up damn near any supplier, parts limited Western or any local shop. They'll give you a deal on on you know a fresh set of Alpine stars or CDs or or whatever. Yeah. And and make a little conscious effort to look to good. Get, yeah, look good. Well, my get, um, get your stuff. Make it worthwhile. I always um I I have sponsors that I I mention on the podium as part of like my deal with some of these companies that help support me, and um I always try to sell like a hat deal. So like if I'm on the podium, and prior to switching to the Dunlop hats on the podium. I try to sell a hat deal. It's, it's a certain amount. I, I offer it to sponsors. Um, and the last two years, I haven't been able to get any, I haven't been able to secure a hat sponsor. So I wear, um, you'll probably see it. I wear a tank slapping podcast on the, on the podium. Um, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I, I didn't sell that spot. Um, so I'm just wearing my own hat. Yep. <laughs> so if I, if, yep. if somebody's hey. out there and they want a, a spot, I'll sell it. So. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's the thing though, you know, You've been around long enough. So, I mean, and when you were an amateur or, or an early pro, you didn't know no better either. But now you've got guys like yourself or or look at Jared Meese for, as a perfect example. Like, there's a reason why, you know, damn near every inch of his suit or your suit is covered with, like, sponsors. Like, you're selling yourself. So, why would you just, you know – well, and, and I, don't know. I don't get it sometimes. The narrative is that, oh, you know, look at all the sponsors that guy has. He has it made. It's like, dude, the amount of effort Jared Meese puts into his his craft and the amount of time I'm spending writing emails. Like I, every hundred emails I send out, I'll probably get 95 no's or no thank yous. Um, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll check in the next year. I have one sponsor. I, I've literally reached out for eight years in a row and uh, it's no every year, but he knows I'm persistent. So I'm always asking, always following up and it's a lot of work. So yeah, definitely, man, just, uh, for the riders, just, just work hard and, and take the time to, to brand yourself. Don't, don't depend on a series or anybody to, to market yourself, man. It's kind of funny. Like the guys that bitch about not getting exposure, they'll post like once every two weeks on their own social channels or once every two months on their social channels. It's like, dude, you want to be, you yeah. want to you know, yep. do the work, quit, quit your bitch. And I mean, yeah, do do the work, but also you know, take take some chances, man. I mean, I hate to say this because I was never like a front of the pack guy, so I knew damn good and well that I wasn't gonna be on TV, especially you know some of the road race classes I raced in with guys that are so much better. But you know, I wasn't complaining that Moto America didn't show, or, or back then it was AMA Pro Road Racing, but like I wasn't complaining because they didn't show my 15th place battle what do you mean i was racing with this guy we were having battles back and forth well that's cool man but you can watch mid-pack guys battle in local amateur classes too like that you know you have to make yourself better and do better and be uh, better like johnny rock johnny rock bro just getting lapped and making sure he was in the 
uh, like he, he got in it. <laughs> so. Oh man, there's sometimes with Johnny Rock Page where I thought that he would purposely slow down just so he could get laps. And there was times where his autograph sheets were a picture of him, and it looked like he was passing Matt Maladin up the inside, and it was really <laughs> him getting lapped. And Matt was he wouldn't get out of the way, so Matt would have to go around the outside of him, but flip him off. But the dude hats off to him. Yeah, well, hats off to him. He still had a humongous ass autograph line because ninety percent of people didn't know any better. But he was so good at marketing himself. Of course, now he's just a stripped out lunatic. But you know, you can't <laughs> can't discredit the hustle. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the thing. You got to be willing to hustle. Yeah, you have exactly. to be willing to hustle. Well, but anyway, dude. Go, all right. Well, I, I got. I know like, you like. I know you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're not believe this, and and they're gonna listen to the pod. But I've got like four different riders like i'm driving in circles right now in the arena and they're like standing on the outside like trying to wave me down i'm not giving them eye contact because i'm on the phone <laughs> and like they're like thinking i'm ignoring them they're just waiting trying to talk to me i'm just driving in a circle dude i'm like so i don't know how you, you i gotta go time, talk to dude them. i don't know how you took the time but i appreciate it bro and uh good luck this weekend with everything and I'll, i'm sure i'll talk to you so thanks again man yeah, for sure. And work on that pod. Let's get uh, Essenson or Jerry or somebody on here and, and Brees Smith. Let's talk to these guys. I'll send the text. Sounds good, buddy. All right, be All right. safe, man, and uh, and good luck this weekend in Simonium. Yep, thanks, bro. I'll talk to you. Later. Bye. Robbie Bobby. That was a good episode, actually. Yeah, a, like I said, a little something a little different. We uh, We typically have guests on our show, but a lot to talk about. So we uh, just went guestless guestless on the show but yeah i appreciate him coming on the show um and again most of these opinions man like we we have we have um friends all over the board and different sides and different brands and, and everything else but it's just good to chat about it and make sure you guys send us send us a note send us a message with with any thoughts that you might have or any questions and try to try to address it on the next show um but i just want to give a shout out to everybody to that uh that supports our show uh soundcloud spotify iTunes, make sure you subscribe, give us a follow on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we'll keep this show going. 79 shows in the books. Um, you know, it's been a couple of weeks since I put out a podcast. It's sometimes it gets challenging, man. There's a lot going on. Um, I, you know, I want to give a shameless plug once again for the winter throwdown, uh, January 6th to January 8th. If you're looking for somewhere to come watch some flat track, make the trip to Jacksonville, Florida, Airline tickets to Jacksonville from all over the country are stupid cheap. Um, somebody told me they got a round trip flight there and back for under a hundred dollars. Hotels in the area are like 90 to hundred dollars. And then, and come out, come check out some racing. We're going to announce the pro riders coming here in the near future, but I will give uh, mention that, you know, we have, it's, you know, the winter throwdown has always been stacked. Our, our expert classes have had some of the, the best pro riders in the country and this year is probably the most stacked I've ever seen it. We have $11,000 over the course of the weekend purse money for the open expert class, Indy motorcycle stepping up with a thousand dollar contingency each day. If you win on an FTR 750, which uh, Jared Meese won last year. So see if anybody brings out their big iron out for the, the little, little short track of Callahan to get that extra money. Uh, Meese proved it can be done. So it'll be, it'll be cool to see. And we have, I have some people that um, you're going to be really excited to see that, that run Indians that might, might be at the event. So stay tuned to that. We have a big, we have a very big hooligan class and Adam at Harley Davidson and Boswell's Harley Davidson. We have $3,200 hooligan purse. We're giving out over the course of the weekend. 
Open Amateur, John Reed Memorial Dash for Cash, Randy Texter Memorial Dash for Cash, uh, Jerry from Roof Systems put up $2,000 in that, as well as First Impressions Racing and uh, Chris Hathaway. A bunch of people have stepped up for, for the purse money there in the Randy Texter Memorial Dash for Cash. I think it's, I don't know if I just mentioned it, but $2,600. And it's an AMA featured national event, you know, over the course of the weekend, the most combined points will earn AMA national number one plate. So a lot of work going into it. It's a huge event um, as far as a planning from a planning aspect. And there's, you know, I have a dozen pre-entries so far from California, Washington state, Wisconsin, you know, New York, they all gather in Callahan January 6th to January 8th for some of the best racing you'll ever see. So make sure you check that out, winnerthrowdown.com for all the info, schedule, rules classes, entry forms, minor release forms, everything you need to know on that race, winnerthrowdown.com, or hit us up on Corey Texter promos on Instagram or Facebook and shoot us a question, anything regarding uh, anything with that event, uh, hit us up and we'll, one of us will get back to you. I have a lot of great people helping me out this year and real stoked on that, on that winner throwdown race coming up. So uh, again, want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Bell Power Sports, Yamaha Motorsports, Indian Motorcycle, and Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas for everything they do, man. They, they keep us going. Um, we have a, a small group of sponsors that make this show possible. Without them, we, we wouldn't be doing it. So um, yeah, definitely, definitely hit them up on social media and shoot them a thank you for supporting what we do. That's a wrap, man. We're going to keep this short. We're going to get this one out here ASAP. Uh, big shout out to Billy for, for all the editing work. And uh, yeah, we out.